it still goes back to that oh my god we're stalling because data how far back are you going data is just there's so much of it the speed at which ai is evolving is impressive it seems every day we have a new tool or service to make us better faster or smarter but as with any tool you have to learn how to use it first it's this necessary upskilling that threatens a significant portion of people in the workforce today we're on with claire farwell better known as ai claire to discuss what it takes to keep ai age neutral throughout its rapid evolution I'm Arturo, and this is AI Tool Report Live. Okay, so we are here today with Claire Farwell. We are very excited to talk about AI and ageism. I don't like to beat around the bush. Claire, you've been everywhere from modeling to Mattel. You have lived the human experience. You've seen and, and done so much. And I would love to know, I, I want to dive right into how we are addressing ageism because my 69-year-old father is very interested in how this podcast turns out. I love that. I remember you giving me that little brief. Hello, um, and really thank you so much for having me here. Um, my goodness, I mean, there's so much to talk about, isn't there, and ageism. And obviously, I've been around the block a few times in the 55 plus club. I can't believe it. I actually told my husband, who's younger than me, like nearly a decade, I said, I'm actually going to be 55 at Christmas. And he was just like, <laughs> you know, I mean, like, it's a big number, right? You know, and we don't ever really talk about age. So, um, AI and ageism, you know, life and ageism, obviously, you know, the world that we live in right now is all sort of like, you know, AI is everywhere. Um, there is, I think with AI right now and ageism, I think, and, and you know, the bias and diversity, hmm. we can, we've got a chance, we've got a second chance, right? So if we're going to go and we're going to look at this data that we're building and putting, you know, so that we can, you know, put it across our companies, et cetera, we have the chance to, to start again, right? So we have the chance to put in and make sure that we address all of that. And as far as ageism, it's just, you know, like, I have so much to say about it, but there's so much that we can benefit from. And there's, there's, there's so much that we need to change. You know, the benefits or the problems that we could face are, you know, workforce displacement. I mean, you know, the displacement in AI uh, and AI automation, that, that could be pretty bad. I could go on and on. Training and upskilling barriers, right? You know, right. what we think of, of, of us um, experienced people is, oh, my God, it must be so outdated, you know, but everybody needs to upskill right now across the board, right? right? So yeah. Those are some areas just to sort of kick it off. Yeah, it's, it's a good point. And I think, so I was, I was just in, we were speaking about LA before we started the call. I was just in LA a few days ago speaking at a conference. And one of the things that I shared is the last few months working in AI, I've been surprised with how much philosophy has started to creep into how we look at AI. Yes, data is important, period. But facing AI is very much facing a reflection of ourselves where, yes, an AI is biased. Why is it biased? Right? The data that we've put into it. Yes, AI, well, AI is an ageist. It's just reflecting how we've interacted with our workforce, how we've interacted with our employees, with our training or non-training, as the case may be. So I think the 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 question that I'm interested in is how, with your own experience, having had quite the gamut, right, with what you've done working in, you know, in Mattel and now as an AI educator, how do you see the problem being solved outside of the simple philosophical question of just be better people? 
Yeah, no, I mean, if you look at just even the fashion industry, right, it's like ageism is rife. Ageism is rife, rife in, in, in advertising For, since forever. We've had so many different things happen from the Me Too movement to, you know, all sorts of like supermodels coming back uh, and, and just like, hey, listen, I'm comfortable in my own skin. And I think everything that we've been through with this bloody pandemic, that just the eternal pandemic, has has made us go and reflect. And we've had so much time to look at that and just go, I'm not putting up with this crap anymore. I like this. This is what I want to do. And then that has 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 made us slow down in order to be able to go back and say, I want to do this, I want to do that. And, and that has helped people stand up for themselves. And whether it be ageism, obviously, and just sort of go, hey, you know, um, all across the board, people can change the lives that they want to change. Uh, and, and do and do the right thing. And I think there's a huge part that it plays within that that new sort of, um, you know, what I really want for myself. Yeah. So when we talk about the two... <laughs> Mumble on. <laughs> <laughs> so when we, 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 a few weeks ago, actually our inaugural episode was with um, the U.S.'s uh, Equal Employment Opportunity Commissioner, Keith Sonderling. And he brought up an interesting point where Ageism is a factor, right? When we look at employment law, we look at um, how um, how employees and, and employers will be dealing with AI in the future. But there's another side to it, right? Where you have this kind of middle ground of employee that's not paid as much as the old heads that are going to get cut, right? But they're also a little bit trained enough where the young people are kind of like, we don't really need you. Now, the problem with cutting that side is now we've just undone a decade of DEI work. Right. So you've got these young people that haven't quite acclimated to a company. We don't want to waste time training you. We can train these middle people that are the sweet spot. So now we're losing super experienced people and we're losing this entire like effort that has been the cornerstone of the last decade. So as an AI educator, as you're looking into the future now, you know, like in the next two to five years, which is, I think, going to be the major kind of snowball effect that we'll see in AI. What is your approach? Like, how, how are you addressing? What are you? What is your approach to looking at like kind of your crystal ball saying, what do I need to do? What are the pieces I need to put in place to get ahead of the speed of AI? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's it's about the values and it's again, it's that human plus AI. And it's about, um, you know, building when you build a strategy for AI, you know, when I go into these companies and it's just like two in 10 companies are actually doing something right now, right? There's there's a lot of talk about, you know, in front of all oh, my competitors are, so I'm doing something. But really, the reality is, is it's a bit of a mess. You know, it's very mysterious. There are, um, there's a lot of things to check off a list that needs to be done, right? You mean specifically with AI policy? Specifically with AI policy, oh. right? Um, and a lot of people are stalling until that is in place before they start right. actually rolling out to different people, right? Instead of looking at the strategy, working on the strategy and starting to focus on different departments and going, hey, with sales, you know, this would be great in order to whatever. But obviously on that list, to go back to answer your question, one of the things on there very much has to be about diversity, which obviously agency comes into in every different aspect. And it needs to be, as I said, it needs to be addressed um, and it needs there needs to be something from higher up that just goes, if it's not addressed, you cannot move forward. And I don't mm -hmm. know how, you know, with all obviously with the, um, you know, with the US, with the European Union and all these different sort of things that are supposedly in place. There's 
Uh, that's one idea. But oh my goodness, I mean, it's it's with the hiring process as well. You know, like AI and and the bias when they're in the hiring process. You know, look at that with the mm -hmm. HR department. What what you know what does that look like? You have to make sure that whatever you're going to use in an AI tool is um, you know not just sort of. There's so many different examples of you know um only male has been employed because of this bias in the system that has to be looked at anything you use as far as a toy it has to be looked at um and it needs to be you know looked over by um you know a human person to monitor those things right don't expect because this is such and such a tool to just go for it you need right. to experiment with different things as well there isn't one perfect thing what's your workflow um but i think to hold on you need to have mentorship programs you need to have you need to have a system in place for that to 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 be cohesive and have you know from top down or from bottom up with with the younger juniors like having this where that mentoring comes into it having these conversations with the more experienced people and then back and forth mm -hmm. it's just like what is everybody afraid of it's just so the fear system particularly in the us is just like oh i couldn't possibly talk to you know, this, that, and the other. Whereas if you look at education, where education is moving forward, it all has to be about, you know, an equal playing field, you mm -hmm. know? So again, with upskilling and with what AI is, is making everybody come down to the same level, maybe that is something as well that will help with age, like balance it out a bit, because we're all on the same, you know, level playing field right now. Yeah, and you you, it, you you reminded me of a really interesting point that was brought up at one of the one of the talks at the conference I was just at, where basically an algorithm was being used to hire to choose a um, an employee to hire right, out, of any, out of any number of resumes, and by virtue of the data that it put in, it basically it, it, you asked the algorithm, hey, who's the most qualified candidate, or can you give me a breakdown? And the only characteristic that it gave was, oh, a man would be best suited for this, and the reason is because the only data they had was the men that had applied because only men had applied to this position for a given period of time and that data set that they used was all male so it immediately discarded 45 percent of the resumes so yeah. obviously that algorithm wasn't used and so forth but it, it brings up to your point an excellent point of just the culture of how we look at our data and how we engage with our data so you brought up a really good point i'd like to get into is how you're addressing some of the stuff with these these companies that you go to speak to Without naming names, of course, I, I you know I keep anything proprietary on your side, and I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. But what has your experience been? Have you what what's the kind of pushback you've seen? What suggestions do you see being implemented at the enterprise yeah. level? Yeah, I, I mean, what a great question. I think that it still goes back to that. Oh my God, we're stalling because data. How far back are you going? Data yeah. is just there's so much of it. How clean is it? Oh my God, this is something you know, like just you know, having to implement a CRM, for example, what a bloody pain in the ass that was, right? You know, it's like, oh, you know, depending on the size of the company, there's so much information. It's like, I'll get to that tomorrow. It's the horrible stuff, but you need to look at your data and you need to at least from now, just start putting it where you want with all your, you know, all your strategy in place, which includes the diversity, etc. From today, I'll move forward. As far as what goes back, AI, I believe, is going to help with going back and cleaning up and adding it to what we're going to add. But we need to make sure that we monitor 
with the AI to look through that past data. Hmm. All right, I'm only going to give you the non-technical sort of logical thing here. I'm mm -hmm. not, you know, but this is, I spoke to somebody yesterday who's massive tech and all the technicians. It, it's a problem for everyone. Data is how far does it go back and and how do we how do we separate it? So I just think logically, just just start right now. Sure. It's like procrastinating, you know. Yeah, and you know, I think it's interesting because you can go back, but the further back we go, the less reliable that data is because the smaller sample size we can draw on, right? Like yeah. people haven't had what we would call equal opportunity very long. So on a long enough timeline that that to the point of the algorithm, right? Where, oh, a man is most qualified because only men have had this position traditionally, right? Or if we look at the sum total of CEOs, well, oh, who makes the best CEO? Well, there's a 93% chance it's a man in America. Well, why? Because that's how it shakes out. So yeah. as we're kind of addressing that, because I, I agree with you, right? I, I'm with you that from my perspective, and certainly me and my team on AI Tool Report, we we believe AI being as being the great equalizer, right? In the way that something like Upwork or GoLance or um, what's the other, Fiverr, the way they've given people from around the world access to markets with higher purchasing power that most people wouldn't able to be accessed, right? Or the way that, you know, manufacturing transformed the way we, uh, automation transformed manufacturing. AI can do that. It's allowing people and individuals and companies to punch above their weight. But in the time, and I know, I know we all haven't been a part of AI very long, right? AI, as far as generative AI in the general conversation has been maybe 18 months old. You know, no more than two years, depending on how early you are. In this short time, what strategies have you found to kind of help humans stop being so human? Like what, what strategies? That's the resistance, right? Nobody wants to rock the boat out of fear of their own paycheck, out of fear of their own career track, out of fear of, uh, I don't want to be the one pointed at and said, oh, I implemented a bad policy. So in your time as an educator in AI, knowing that it's short for all of us, but what have you found functions? How have you found what have been your success strategies to getting over the hump of guys, we need to do something now. It doesn't have to be the right thing, but we have to do something. Well, I mean, just addressing the whole thing from the beginning, right? You go in and it's just like me going in and, you know, just being me, you know, we'll, we'll change something without even me opening my mouth. But, mm. um, you know, it's, it's, it's really, really simple and it needs to be explained simply that, um, you know, it is the second chance that, you know, diversity you know the dei offices if you're lucky enough to have a dei officer that's a bloody good start right because a lot of companies depending on you know where we're at laying off people whatever again it just you know those people don't exist but i believe that you know when they pick somebody you know was part of the ai strategy you know who is in charge of of this on behalf of this department in order to be able to implement all of this and spread to the team right and that has to happen and all of that comes with and these are the things that you need to be looking for it's hmm. part of it it's the dna right Do you find most companies are kind of underprepared like is there no one in charge is that part of the problem oh yeah no people you know this wonderful sort of um I don't know what do you want to call it the, the chief ai officer which is kind of like chow but an anagram for chow right um you know, there's, 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 it's like people know that they've got to start, but they, but they don't know where to start. And so start right off from the back, just going, who are your AI 
advocates who are your coaches who are because there's lots of different titles it doesn't mm -hmm. you know it doesn't have to be this one person that oversees the whole thing or or, or maybe it does it has four hats but you have to look at workflows. You have to, and um, you know, be realistic and and look at what is it that we're doing and what do we want to change, and what tools are those? And there's four of them. Great. So we'll experiment with all of them and compare. Maybe some on the team doesn't use at all, and maybe some do. And we do like a side by side testing. Um, mm -hmm. But we just we've got to start, and we have people have to know you know, where and what they st stand for. But we're at the beginning. I mean, my new company, it's like, it's just, it's got, it's crazy. Like my calendar is booked up. I have things up until November for, wow. you know, Fortune 100 companies um, that they know and it's all part of the plan. Mm -hmm. So, so when you're booked out, you're talking about the workflow. What do you, you know, as, as someone with your experience, as a, like I'm I'm a, I'm the CEO or, or or chief operations of a company, and I say, hey, I need Claire. I need AI Claire. Walk me through what my experience will be. What are we addressing? Right. Well, first off, what are we addressing? What company is it? You know, what hmm. when it comes to the AI tool report? What is your workflow? What 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 do you um what do you do as a you know as your daily job? Mm -hmm. So you loads of content how do you do that when does your newsletter go out where do you get the content um how many people are in the team i mean we need to like really um you know look at that what do you want do you want to learn about you know like um, i've got this big thing coming up a big workshop um for an advertising agency teaching them you know video editing dubbing um and all that good stuff avatars whatever um but you need to first off give them the fundamentals right mm -hmm. because put everybody on the same page without this boring technical jargon of, oh, the history of AI or whatever, it's just like, let's just get right to it. You know, nuts and bolts of, this is what's going on in MarTech right now, marketing technology, right? This is the overview. And I know that, you know, they've come to me and they've gone, listen, we need to address this because this is what we really want to be doing. And then I just break it up and then we just go through it and I provide, those tools and then I give them resources at the end of it that they need to go away with and like I say it's not just a you know thanks so much but bye where's my money it's like what is the follow-up plan mm -hmm. you know what are you going to be doing next month who is in charge of this uh, and then keeping that going right one of the questions what the AI going to be doing next month it's changing yeah, so quickly exactly. I mean it's it's just absolutely crazy how Everything is moving, obviously, so fast, and you know. Um, uh, and I think that's what that's what people are just like. Oh God, I don't know where to start. So that's what I do. I help them just go. Hey, we've got to start somewhere. You know, let's right. let's let's start here. Let's start the ball rolling. So this is kind of like the uh, the 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 train dilemma, right? Like, do I pull the lever to save one and kill five? So my question here is. How do you, as someone with such business experience in your life, you know, decades in the game, how do we address, like, what's the, what's the cutoff point? Because we can't save everyone, right? Like, there is going to be fall off. There are going to be jobs that are, that are just hacked away. We're already seeing it at tech companies, right? Thousands of people being laid off just in the last few weeks. How do we look ahead towards what may very well be inevitable as AI starts to gradually take up a lot more of the menial intellectual labor that have traditionally, that we've gotten paid for, 
right? How does that, how do you see it? I know this is conjecture at this point, but how do you see us addressing this balance between innovation and humans have to make money to eat? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, from my own experience, the only way that I'm here today from, you know, you can say from the runway back when, you know, in 1986, living with Naomi Campbell to being an AI educator. I mean, for God's sakes, you know, it's, it's about, do you have the passion to keep learning? And mm -hmm. I, I think that's always been my secret to grasping life by the ovaries, you know? I mean, it's just, <laughs> you know, just, we've only got one life. So I, the curiosity of learning, um, obviously with what that entails with AI is it's going to be everywhere. So, I mean, it's, and it's really exciting. Mm -hmm. So start, start learning, start learning, take it. And, and there will be plenty of jobs for everyone. Our life is going to be more enriched. Let's think of the positive side of it and let's not all go be, you know, scaredy cats because we think that life is, you know, just going to end or I'm going to lose my job. No, just take it and, and, and learn some of it and go with it. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, 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 I agree. It's harder for me to accept perhaps because I live in, in the U S and it is more cutthroat than I care to even think about. Right. But it's very hard. I think what AI is going to lead us to is the inevitable conversation that's pretty polarizing here of universal basic income. I think that's an important question that will have to be addressed at some point, at least stateside, because as increasingly large percentages of jobs that have traditionally been held by humans start being absorbed by AI. And a great example was I was at the airport and I walked by an Amazon Basics store. And I don't know if they have you seen these, but there's uh, like a till to walk in, like almost like subway gates where you sign in. I don't know. I didn't try it, so I didn't see it. But it's clear like you kind of put your payment information because it just says grab and go. So you'll take whatever you want from there. When you walk out, it presumably just charges you. So yeah. that right there, I've, I've never seen that before. Not uh, not effective enough to be like commercially available, right? So I, I saw that and that's kind of like the harbinger, right? Okay, we don't even need a person to watch the store anymore, right? We don't need a person to deliver food because there's drones at the mall near me that will take it within a certain distance. Little wheeled drones that are adorable, my kids love. So I, I think it's harder for me to wrap my head around like, yeah, just educate yourself because it does seem to me that there is an inevitable hard squeeze coming, but being educated will certainly increase your chances. You know, a lot less. Absolutely. I mean, there's that old saying, you know, that I'm not even going to do it because everyone knows what it is. Just start <laughs> learning AI. Do you know what right. I mean? It's, it's like we've already used that expression so much. How, and how did you fall into it? What was your own journey like? Oh, no, it's crazy. By the way, I just wanted to say before I forget, because I keep wanting to do this every single time, I'm the first female that you've had and the first person, I think, over 55 on this podcast. Possibly over 55. Definitely the first female. The first I female. And I, and I, because I, I listened or I looked back at everything. So I just wanted to say, whoa, I'm so glad to represent, you know, in, in two areas, right? It's thrilling. And I think it speaks really well to the, what we were discussing at the lack of representation, right? And yeah. in fact, today I'm recording my second female. And, and that's taken me, what, three months of planning to get into this and get someone yeah. on board. 
And I assure you, so I, 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 I won't, I won't do the typical thing of like, I'm a dude and I'm an ally. I am, but I'm not going to, I'm not, I, I don't want to go down that road, but it is important to me, right. That we get voices, that we get people in there. And I think it's, this is part of why I said that AI has forced me to reflect on how the philosophy portion of how we interact with data and our world at large, because I do have a dearth of people in my contacts and my availability where, where are the females in AI in my network or where are, you know, the, the people of color or where are the people of other cultures that aren't directly working for me through Upwork or Fiverr. Right. And that's an uncomfortable conversation with myself to have, but I, it has been eye opening in the sense of like, yeah, where, where is it? Where are they? It sounds like you've got another female, but um, if you want another Rolodex of, you know, other um, uh, wonderful, wonderful people, then you can always ask me too. Um, what was I going to say? Um, I also, um, and I'm going to answer your question that you asked me. I'm also the events coordinator for women in AI, which is 13,000 members in a hundred and something countries um, for Spain. So I've got an awful lot that I'm trying to deal with there as well with like, uh, February the 11th, Women and Girls in Science Day and trying to sort of put all these different schools and all this together and this events online and that whatever. But um, to answer your question, which was, what was your question again? Why did I get here? How did I get here? Yes. Well, it's been a lot of life before here, um, fortunately, but it really is about wanting to keep learning. And I, I was in EdTech for the last three or four years. I fell upon it because I wanted to do an MBA and I thought, well, I'm not going to spend, you know, silly amounts of money and time. I did this alternative MBA. I worked for this ed tech company. I, you know, opened up the UK and the US and, you know, sold all these programs and this, that and the other. Met this other woman who was an ambassador for uh, students in, in Florida. Actually, I'd never met her. It was just online. Then we met in Miami and she said, you've got to come and work with me, which was uh, Mia, which is a global AI school, right? It was sort of emerging tech and I'm like, no AI school. And so I was supposed to build out all the sales strategy, but then me being me and always having this holistic overview of having had my own companies without sort of stomping my foot and, you know, being like a sport brat. I was like, mm, you know, what's going on? What is this, you know, what's the community look like? Who, you know, this, that, and the other. Long story short, I ended up falling madly for AI and all the creative aspect, going bonkers for all these AI tools and just building and comparing. And then would I lead the global AI leadership program and talk about these AI tools? And I had so much fun with it because I have decades of experience working for Mattel, for example, when I go in and talk about toys or Barbie or Hot Wheels. Um, and they give me reams and reams of script and I'm supposed to, you know, entertain them because I'm not the marketing people because they generally go on about all their sort of statistics and the jargon. And I'm not the salesperson that generally, hey, buy this, buy this. You know, there's this sort of neutral person in the middle, me, that comes in and makes it entertaining and Obviously, I'm not going to get technical because I never do. And everybody has fun. So uh, that's how I am now, uh, an AI educator, teaching AI, making it fun and simple because that's the only way I know how. That's awesome. And it is fun and it can be simple. And the best part about it is if you get confused, you just ask the thing. <laughs> Hello. Tell you, right? Okay. I, I am 
particularly interested in, I don't want this is like a whole other line of conversation that I don't want to start now because I don't want to dilute this one <laughs> or the next one. But I would actually be very, very interested in doing a future episode where we kind of discuss AI and I don't want to say feminism, AI and females. And as a dad, right? So I have a girl, boy, girl. And my two older ones, their personalities are starting to come out. My youngest is still two, so she's kind of getting into it. But my wife and I are pretty careful about not doing too much of pressuring of like, you know, let, let them let them be their stuff. We're not, you know, it's it, we try to strike a balance. What's been striking to me and shocking is just how much of what we consider traditionally gendered behavior is kind of natural in our kids. And specifically the thing of where my older girl is very much a perfectionist and my boy will throw himself in, give it a shot, and whatever, damn the torpedoes. So I would love to do a discussion with you as somebody who is part of the this large group of, of just global AI, particularly with women, if you've seen a change and an effect of AI moving the needle one way or the other in this kind of like very like 99% or bust in women and just like 60% is good enough in in men you know I, i'd be interested to see if like if, if ai is, is affecting that but i don't i don't want hopefully we can have this conversation um within a month and there'll be massive changes um right you know like whoa gosh it's been incredible um so yeah i'll just leave it at that and i would love to have a conversation with you about that I, 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 this is great. No, this is phenomenal. Claire, thank you so much for your time. I don't want to take up more of it. It's been, it's been, it's been enlightening. I appreciate you, you making the time. And, and again, thank you for being the first woman on AI Tool Reports podcast. Oh, no, it's been an absolute pleasure. Remember, you can always apply to be on the podcast, recommend a guest, or ask a previous guest a follow up question using the type form link in our description. On behalf of the AI Tool Report team, thanks for listening and see you next Tuesday.